0: There were a lot of important lessons that people should have learned from the Lakota school board meeting on May 9, 2022, which I've talked about elsewhere. It was intended by the media, the radical progressives, and the institutionalized school board to be an assassination of Darby Body for daring to come back to the meeting and not allowing herself to be forced to resign, which all those elements wanted more than life itself. The calls for her to be destroyed and publicly sacrificed were sickening. I've heard all the stories about her, that she doesn't get along with the other members on the board, that she doesn't follow the rules. That she doesn't care about the image of Lakota. I will say that Darby body represents me best of all the school board members who have served at Lakota over the years. I may have liked some of the other board members, but they often don't come close to representing my position. Yet Darby does, and I think she has been as professional as she can be, considering that the foundation of all public schools is radical progressivism. School boards often get caught trying to mask the effects of progressivism in the schools, so the taxpayers don't feel so bad about the many thousands of dollars each they are forced to contribute against their will only to churn out more kids with purple hair who live their lives like a perpetual pride parade participant. School boards spend too much of their time trying to make a bad system work instead of dealing with some of the vast evils that are being manufactured in these institutional corruptions proposed by John Dewey from the beginning. My position specifically about public education is that it has been a failure from the start. People would be better off without it. It does nothing to prepare kids for the workplace, which is evident in our post-COVID economy. And public schools have been committed to one primary objective over the decades, to prepare the child for a liberalized political outlook on life and remove the role of the parents in the child's lives as much as possible. School boards and superintendents have learned to mask those effects to the public while hiding the fact that they played nice with the progressive teacher unions hoping to hold the whole thing together just long enough to pass the next levy to throw at the mob to keep them quiet and coming to work every day. Since the last election, I haven't paid too much attention to Lakota schools. I like that two Republican endorsed candidates were elected. I like the current school board president, so I figured they'd go do the business of the school and leave us all alone for a while. I generally don't like thinking about Lakota schools for all the reasons stated. I think it does nothing to help kids, so my hope with the school board is that a really good board might help mitigate the damage to children. But I am certainly not on board with institutionalized learning. The evidence of how bad it has been is all around us in the world. So I contain my rage about it most of the time until those public schools start asking for more money, or they pick on people I see wanting to do a good job the way a good job is defined with lots of questions and a sincere dedication to solving problems, instead of trying to cover them up. And Darby Body has been a school board member who has been doing an excellent job in my mind. I don't want the school board to mask the progressive elements from the public so that the public doesn't see how those losers waste our money, vast amounts, to be specific. And with so many bad people gunning for Darby Body, I was determined to go to this particular school board meeting, even though I knew it would be a huge waste of time. She didn't deserve all those extremist elements trying to destroy her, and her supporters needed to make their opinions known. Leading up to the meeting, I received lots of antagonizing text messages, tweets, and other forms of communication berating me for still supporting Darby despite the group consensus displayed by the school to get rid of her. And with each one I received, I was more resolute to engage these attackers. I have been saying for many years to conservatives do not run from these people. When they engage with you, stand and fight them. Punch them back into the holes they live in. Do not give them social validation by boosting their confidence by turning the other cheek. Most conservatives do turn the other cheek about most everything in their lives. That's what God tells them to do in the Bible, so they do it. But they shouldn't. When a purple-haired sexual groomer who wants to teach that America is bad through CRT and they want exclusivity to your children, you have to fight to protect your children from them. Failure to do that is contributing to evil. So I wasn't particularly happy about going to a Lakota school board meeting anyway, but I was expecting a fight. I wanted a fight as I pulled into the parking lot because I personally hate these people, the progressives who are employees and supporters of those employees at Lakota. However, I was surprised by what I found at the school when I arrived. For days ahead of time, I had screenshots of a Facebook page that the sexual groomers at Lakota were planning an anti-Darby body rally to demand her resignation. By the talk of the community and the hundreds and hundreds of comments that were left there, it looked like 1,000 people might show up, so I was expecting a challenging evening. But you know what I saw? Two people standing out front. Now those two people looked like the typical pride parade types, the sexual groomers who want to introduce to children alternative sexual lifestyles when they should be learning math. Science, and reading. But they had no support when the rubber hit the road, which is the lesson everyone should learn from this experience. Most of the people who packed that room at the meeting were anti Darby types. But if all the conservatives I know who were concerned about Darby and this particular meeting specifically had shown up, they would have dwarfed the anti Darby people. I reminded people at that meeting during my speech that more than 8,000 people had just voted for Darby just six months ago and nobody had a right to erase that vote away with these theatrics. But this is what progressives do, we see them doing it right now with the Supreme Court. Of course, the liberal media makes those crowds look big, so it scares away the conservatives from participating in these kinds of events because they don't want to have to fight. They don't want to deal with these evil elements of society, these sexual groomers, and anti-American radicals. They stay home. They do vote, but they are quiet about it. They don't want to deal with the radicals, they don't want the radicals coming to their house to harass them, and they fear it because the media has perpetuated that myth to feed that fear. But as was evident at that meeting, the progressives and radicals have no gas in the tank. If they could have had thousands of people outside the school board, they would have. Instead, they had just a couple of crazies demanding Darby's resignation. And they had a bunch of disrespectful malcontents in the board meeting being very disruptive. Hoping to alter the course of the evening with discontent. But to no effect. All it did was prove a point I have been making to conservatives for three decades stop pandering to these idiots. Throwing money at them to make them be quiet has not been a good strategy, it has only empowered them to believe that they have a majority they clearly don't have. They are not as powerful as they pretend. And when they confront you, don't turn the other cheek. When they attack your representatives, don't abandon them to the mob. Don't pick barabbas stand up for what's right and help them live another day. The real fight is how entrenched the public school's progressive elements really are, CRT is the most obvious problem. Nobody wants to see it, yet the evidence is clear to see, specifically in the participants of the campaign against Darby body for trying to expose it and how the institutional assassins lined up to destroy her. That is all the proof anybody needs. Yet. Despite all their efforts, to stop them was pretty easy because they don't have as much support in the world as the television cameras want you to believe they have. Rich Hoffman. Click to buy the Gunfighter's Guide to Business.